0: Welcome to Slalom. This is Slalom On Air, a podcast series sharing how our core values inspire our work. Real voices, real stories, real impacts. Our goals are to dream bigger, move faster, and build better tomorrows. All right, hello, 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 this is Dave Euler. I run research and development here at Slalom, which really means all the weird stuff that doesn't fit is where I spend my time. This episode of On the Edge is all about where we can find those things that are on the edge of what we're about to touch, where we're going, where our curiosity might be taking us. I am super excited to share a pilot partnership with the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. This is going to be cutting edge. It is going to be the expectation for what we are going to be doing and where we are going to be as corporate leaders. It is going to be what we are expected to provide by all of the people that we are responsible for caring for and for working with in our lives. Joining me today, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, better known to the world as Dr. Sandy. I am excited to have you here. Dr. Sandy,
1: welcome to On The Edge. Thank you so much, Dave. I am excited to be here.
0: Oh, thank you for the time. Dr. Sandy, I would love to hear a little bit about where did you come into this? How did this start? Give me your background. where did the passion start for you around functional medicine?
1: Well, where I began many, many years ago is not where I ended up In my career, I started out in education. I thought I would be a school teacher, and that led to becoming a special education teacher. And then I became a clinical psychologist, and I spent about 35 years uh, as a psychologist, and I was a renegade. I was into this new thing that didn't have a name then, mind-body medicine, positive psychology. And I was helping people who had physical conditions. I was a health psychologist. And so I was teaching though, gradually, uh, people teaching them how to relax, for example, deal with things like chronic pain, and was intrigued by this field called functional medicine. So I was the first graduating class to be certified and the only psychologist among all the medical doctors who were training in functional medicine. And I thought, what if we established a training program, a school to train health coaches, and then they would be the ones that would go out and make a big impact, for example, working with companies in corporate wellness. So that's what we did. We partnered with the Institute for Functional Medicine. They train the doctors. We train the health coaches. And I never would have thought that this is where I would be as CEO. I started it when I was 65. I had zero business training, like zero, um, and it, but I had a big vision.
0: Uh, renegade from the start and just following your passion. I cannot think of a better way to start something. That is awesome, Dr. Sandy. Love that. Well, let's get started with some big picture. Let's define what do we mean by functional medicine and then how does that actually intersect with functional medicine health coaching?
1: Functional medicine is the medicine of why. Why does this individual have this particular symptom at this particular time in their life? And it is based on discovering the root causes, looking under the hood. The health coach is the secret sauce because they are the behavior change specialist. So functional medicine health coaching very, very specifically will look at these lifestyle factors that are driving these chronic conditions like type 2 diabetes. And they help people to experience their own why. And so they start where a person wants to begin and provide that support, that guidance, so and that accountability so that they will be successful.
0: Love that. So we may have folks that are listening who may know a person, they may be the person that always just kind of toughs it out. What are some signs, some experiences, some things that people might be, how do you look for it in yourself and you think, hey, I might need a moment to look at my own well-being right now?
1: So there is, first of all, a continuum where you can overdo Anything, even a strength, can be overused. So perhaps somebody is, and I love exercise, and I have to be careful because I could overdo it, and I may need to pull back and have rest and see that rest as restorative so that I can go even further in terms of my exercise goals. In terms of work, focusing on the why, So when you are overdoing it, when you are experiencing, for example, fatigue because you are overworking, well, are you doing it to please somebody else, which is a a losing game because we can't read anyone's mind. We don't know what will please them. So it's this balance between working hard and then knowing when to relax and seeing relaxation as restorative. So it is there's, there's this fine line because we want to work hard. Grit, true positive grit. And so it feels good when you meet a goal. It feels good when you practice. In order to achieve, it requires a lot of practice. So again, you ask yourself, why am I doing this? What is the end outcome that I want? How is working so hard helping me or hurting me?
0: Oh, I love that. And I love that internal, that introspective piece around uh, we can all get caught up in what other people might want or expect of us. The reality is y- you can't guess, right? And you're never going to be in their moment. You're never going to be in their shoes. Just maybe ask, maybe talk about it and really reflect on yourself. Is it is it benefiting you in that moment? Or is it maybe even harming you uh, for whatever you might be doing? Love there's that. Another,
1: there's another piece to this, if I can add. Please. And And that is creativity is so important, no matter what work we're doing. And if you're feeling stuck, somebody who's writing, I experience this all the time, uh, where you're writing and the ideas just aren't coming to you. You don't like the way you're forming those sentences. uh, And so you go for a walk or you're in the shower, your ideas, the idea for starting FMCA came to me at a walk or, you know, it, it is a time when you're least expecting because you are in a parasympathetic relaxation response when the brain is fine tuned to generating those creative solutions to problems. And so when you're pushing too hard, when you do step back, that's when the solutions will come.
0: Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I would love to talk about how this works from a corporate well being standpoint. We're going through it right now. So, Slalom is partnering with Functional Medicine coaching academy and what we're doing right now is kind of a health and wellness pilot with our employees we're focused on how do we create that culture of well-being that idea that um, it's okay to have open dialogue about this it's great to have moments of reflectivity as we're talking about this where do you see this going how do you see this developing not just for us but also for other companies that might be exploring well-being in the workplace
1: yeah. Well, first of all, Dave, I gotta say that I get chills when I hear about what slalom is doing for the well-being of their employees because it is really hard to go it alone. And so uh, that's why having a coach can help you to see you may be experience something that you think you're all alone or if somebody found out that I felt this way, uh, I would lose my job, or I wouldn't get to the goals I wanted, or I would be feel embarrassed or shameful. And the coach can help to shift perspectives to see that, for example, these are normal feelings and others experience it as well. Whatever that issue may be that somebody is struggling with. When you have a coach as your ally, things get better. And why am I saying that? Because there's a huge body of research that is showing that as we look at the efficacy of health coaching, does it work? And the answer is a resounding yes, there are now randomized controlled trials that are showing that. I love that.
0: Let's talk about this pilot. We got about a hundred and some folks that are part of this. They are looking at this from aspects of how they deal with stress. How do we talk about resilience in the workplace? How do we talk about uh, nutrition and exercise and well-being and all coming together for how am I looking at my well-being When you think about pilots like this, or you think about groups that are kind of inching into uh, this from a corporate standpoint, where do they go next? So once you get a pilot stood up, once you get some people that are having some great feedback so far, how do you get the rest of the group involved? How do you get the rest of the the body of the organization over that, uh, that hurdle to let's start wellness?
1: I think that it is often uh, leading by example. So if I have worked with a health coach and I have made wonderful changes. And those changes will be noticed. It will be contagious. And they will say, oh, how did that happen? And so it spreads by word of mouth. So you are showing it. And so those 100 people who are in a pilot, for example, will go out and tell others and the word will spread. The leaders of companies will tell other leaders from other companies about this pilot and the changes that happen and how it is affecting the bottom line because we want healthy, productive workers, not people who are just present, presenteeism, where they're fatigued and burned out and going through the motions. And so it will spread that way. And that's my vision, that there is a health coach uh, for every employee in every company.
0: Oh, I love that idea that this is not a benefit. This is not a thing. It's just an expectation. Like, of course, you got a coach. Oh, you should meet my coach. Oh, I got coached into this. Let me introduce you. That would be an amazing future where we're all sitting around just trading coaches, trading experiences, right? Maybe becoming coaches ourselves um, as we get inspired and passionate about those areas. Dr. Sandy, I like that future. I want to be there now. Um, I want to get there as fast as we can. Before we go, it's in long tradition around here. I've got to ask, what would be your walk-off song? What gets you hyped? What gets you in that moment in your head? What just gets you, yeah, that's a song I love.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I would say My daughter actually co-wrote it. I was part of an off-Broadway musical called Emoji Land that was unfortunately shut down by the pandemic. And the opening and the main number is called It's Just So Great to Be Alive. And so that is my walk-off song because it is celebrating life.
0: Oh, I love that. Dr. Sandy, I'm looking right now. I see that life is a crazy dance. You don't get a second chance. Let's take the chance on what we've got now and make it the one we want. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Dr. Sandy, have a great rest of your day. And to our listeners, have a wonderful day. Go get out, try something new, get that curiosity fired up in your belly. Love it. To Slalom on air. Tune in to hear more by following us on your preferred podcast listening app. New stories will be coming regularly. And if you're interested in joining Slalom,
1: check us out at slalom.com/careers.